Welcome to the Good, the Bad Podcast. It's a safe place where we talk about all things good and bad. Welcome to episode two. Today we're going to be discussing about the book called The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. Um, this is his most recent book put out, uh, and it's, it. in my opinion, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty good. I'd say 3.5 out of 5 stars. You said 3.5 stars? Yeah, 3.5 out of 5 stars from me. Really? It's like not probably... quite enough to be 4 for me. Yeah, the ending, it was kind of like, I don't know how to describe exactly how I felt, but yeah. I know that there was a lot missing. Agreed. Um, I would probably rate it a four out of five stars myself. Solid, solid. Um, well, to give you guys a little synopsis of the book, if you've never read it, basically, Casey Fletcher is the main character who was recently widowed. She lived in New York, so, you know, she was a big-time actress who had a famous mom who was also an actress, and she encountered pretty bad publicity because of, like, drinking and partying and everything. She tries to stay out of the media due to the recent issues and is sent to the family's house on the lake, located in Vermont. She finds herself downing bottles of bourbon while spying on her neighbors, Tom and Catherine, Tom is a tech guy, and Catherine is a former model. She quickly becomes intrigued and intertwined with their lives. That's my little synopsis that I had. Yes. Without giving too much away. I think I forgot to mention. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Listener's discretion is advised. There would be spoilers and some explicit content such as death, blood, descriptions. Yeah, so trigger warning for sure. Yes. All right. Well, you just want to jump into it? and Yeah. I'll I don't just, know. <laughs> we could just jump into it. Um, first, in the beginning of the book, I thought, like, the first hundred pages was really slow. Oh, my but God, it started, yes. But like, it started definitely kicking up in, like, the anticipation part. Because, like, I did not want to put the book down after that. Or, in my case, the Kindle down. (laughs) No, 100%. Like, two-thirds into the book, I feel like, is when it really picked up. So, like, if you like books that start slow and then escalate really fast, this is the one for you. For sure. And not to mention the fact that this book was such an easy read. Like, it was not hard to, like, read the pages. It was, like, a quick understanding, easy to comprehend. It had a good flow to it. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think um, the author, Riley Sager, Sager, sorry, (laughs) like, his writing is pretty good. I do like, he's kind of like a dry writer, you know? He's not too descriptive or informative. Like, he's not describing what everybody's wearing, like, in a cool, unique way. He's just very, like, I'd say blunt and dry and to the point. So I I actually appreciate that because it made it easy to get through the book. I wasn't finding myself, like, questioning. I'm like, wait, I don't remember her or him, you know. And you know what? Now that you mentioned, like, the details he put in or the lack of details, but he would leave in small details that would make me think in the back of my head. 
that something I know that Casey Fletcher didn't know. Yes. Because there was this one part in the book. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Um, No, it's okay. He left in details that would kind of throw you off. Like, the one part where he said, um, that postcard of... Oh, yeah. Green Lake. Is that what the lake is called? Lake Green? Yeah, Lake Green. Yeah. Yeah, Lake Green. (laughs) Lake Green. Um, that postcard, and it's like, three names of those unfortunate deaths. Yeah. Um, and it was written in a childlike handwriting and it says I think they're here like that threw me off I was like are children involved yeah because I no, didn't I really it was weird I was like that's just a weird detail and then later they go on to explain it that it was probably written by a woman with her left hand but just simple details like that I just never expected the plot twists like, yeah, it wasn't honestly. very predictable at all. Like, I thought I knew what was going to happen, and then, boom, something would just change. And I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah, no, it was, like, full of plot twists. I think that's something I liked in his writing was kind of the parallel from, like, the past and the present. Because it definitely kept you in, like, he gave you just enough details to keep going. You know, like, the guy in her room, or who we didn't know, aka the girl. And, you know... Like, we didn't know that, but then, like, it would basically just talk about her, like, capturing him and basically holding him or her hostage. (laughs) And then it would go back to the past and, like, how it led up to that point. And I really, I like books that do that personally. I usually don't, but I think it's because, in my experience, it's been hard for me to keep up with understanding which one is the past and which one is the present or which one's the future. But he did a really good job of, like, letting us know which is which. (laughs) Because then it was easy to follow. I'm like, oh, okay. I know where we're at. (laughs) I would say something I did not like about this book was just kind of, like, the cliche tropes and everything. Like, just the cliche, like, mother-daughter relationship. Like, and then why would the mom send her where her husband died? That's something that confused me. Me too. Like, I think... What? Is it like a rich people thing? Like, they just... <laughs> please. Like, yeah, here's your maybe. nice getaway lake house. Stay here. It's for our family benefit. So you don't get... So you don't trash our family name by humiliating <laughs> us because you're an alcoholic. Yeah. But then again, Which... like, that's so... That's so bad. Why would you send your daughter... Yeah, no, that made no sense to me. I was like, he could have done that a little different. I get, like, to put the family history into it, but maybe not where her ex-husband died. Like, that was kind of weird, like, really weird to me. As a reader, I was just like, uh, like, why is she going to go there? It's going to make her drink more, you know? Exactly. And she did. And, like, why did she have a full case of, like, alcohol? Like, I know. if her mother knew she had issues, she should have been, like... She should have baby-proofed the room, like, no alcohol, no no substances of any kind. Exactly, if it was to get away from that. Like, I know the older neighbor, I always forget his name, but the older neighbor, 
Yeah, Eli, he was the one who would, like, go and buy it because, like, he wasn't going to deny her of that. And he was just, like, a good neighbor. Like, if she wants it, she's an adult type of thing. So I get, like, oh, she maybe got more alcohol from him. But still, the mom should have came and checked on her. And not and just not Paul. to mention, like, Boone, like, oh, the yeah. ex-cop. And he, oh like, gosh. had problems, too. Another cliche. With drinking. Yeah. And then, like, the cliche, like, oh. I can't mention drinking around him or I, I can't. I was like, okay, I understand that in the real life, like it could be sensitive, but like yeah. those kind of details, it, I don't think it really helped. No. I yeah, guess maybe I towards the so end, like, okay, she's getting the help she needs, like going to AA or whatever. Yeah. And they're like friends or whatever, or like together. More than friends. Yeah. Which is but also I- cliche. Yes, yeah, very cliche, and I'm pretty sure he still killed his wife. Just saying. Hot take. <sighs> Loki, what if Wilma, Detective Wilma, had a crush? Yeah. Or they Loki liked each other? Maybe. Because that's always a thought. And she, like, covered for him because of the history they have or something. Yeah, and, like, saying your, your uh, wife killed herself... That's not a really a reason to hide it from everybody. Like, oh, I didn't want to look like a bad husband. It's like suicide, as bad as it is to say, it's such a normal thing. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it happens with a lot of, like, famous people. Yeah, and so that just didn't... I see it in a lot of books and movies and TV shows. like For sure. Hiding the reason of deaths. I don't know. Maybe I'm Yeah, I thought that was a cliche. <laughs> I mean, maybe we are, but also we put viewer discretion in the beginning. So yeah, <laughs> I just true. think, I just feel like that was weird. I don't know. And the, yeah, former ex-cop, like another cliche, old man who doesn't really have anything to do with it. Cliche. Like, I mean, <laughs> I enjoyed it for what it was, but I just feel like he could have made the characters more interesting. Honestly. And why was he taking forever to get back, at, like, after that storm hit, or the hurricane. Oh, yeah. Was it the hurricane? Some type of yeah, storm. Yeah, it was just a really bad storm. Yeah, probably that was going through. And he went out to, like, go get supplies, and he had texted or called or left a voicemail to Casey saying, Oh, do you need anything? I'm headed out, gonna be right back. And... Literally everything happened. So much happened between the time he left and came back. He's like, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was weird how everything happened. And then something I hated was when it got to the end. So if you guys don't know, basically towards the end. Oh, do you want to explain the paranormal stuff? Because I feel like you're like really intrigued by that. Okay. Yeah. So you can give the so- synopsis for like the end. Okay, um, basically, let me start from this point. So, in the beginning, we mentioned that Casey Fletcher was widowed. So, to summarize it more, Casey basically killed her husband, Len Fletcher, because... Len is a serial killer slash was a serial serial killer, and he had killed three women. And how Casey found out was one day they were just what grilling. Yeah, just cooking, and he had like a cooking, little apron like on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and he, they, he needed a lighter or a match or something like that. Yeah. And she went down to the basement where this section that Len had for all of his tools and fishing stuff. And I think in his tackle box, is that what yes. it's called? Yeah. There were well, three so. driver's licenses of young women. And there were three missing women at the time. And she found out it was him that had killed the three young women. And there were locks of their hair there. So it was like his safe, weird safekeeping trophy kind of thing. And she finds out, and she's kind of in a panic mode, but she's also an actress. So she knows how to, like, keep her cool. She goes up, kind of keeps it normal, act like nothing happens. And then she puts a bunch of antihistamines, basically uh, Benadryl, into his drink. And he drinks it all, and he's feeling really, like, tired, obviously. And there's this boat, and it's late, and they want to see, like, the stars or the moon or, or something. And yeah, they go he's, out. he's, like, tripped up. Like, you know, yeah, he's, he's literally, like, <laughs> so tired. His eyes are probably rolling to the back of his head. <laughs> and she's like, no, I want to go. <laughs> so he's tired, and she pushes him off the boat, and he dies or drowns. And yeah. it was, like, the perfect cover for Casey because they wouldn't really investigate someone who drowned, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, and she, like, like, set it up. Yeah, Like, put the fresh coffee so it looked like uh-huh. he went fishing early. Exactly. And so, from this point, in the book, Eli, as we mentioned, the old guy the neighbor he gave stories like what are they called like like tales and yeah like scary tales and basically saying that the green late green is haunted with that being said (laughs) when Catherine royce went for a swim she had drowned which, she, for background, Catherine and Tom were the couple that I mentioned in the beginning who lived across the lake that Casey was spying on to see, like, the, you know, intermixes of their marriage and everything. And so they became close. So, you know, go ahead. Yeah. So after she went for a swim, she drowned. And there's more to the story, but we'll get to that later. Basically, she <laughs> drowned. And what had happened was here comes the paranormal part. Len, the husband of Casey, basically entered her body, like, in a soulish type of figure. Like, his soul is just floating in the lake. Yeah, like, basically, the tail is where if you die in the lake, your soul is trapped. And if you look at the lake, like the reflection of it, you can see the souls that are being trapped or yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure what that means because (laughs) it's only like been detailed like a few times in the book. 
And the mm-hmm. bigger part is just really being Len, who lives in the lake, basically. Um, so Catherine's body is still Catherine, but she is basically Len now. And so yes. that night, Catherine isn't feeling well, but she's drinking wine. And with Casey, Tom is there, and I think Eli's there too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're all drinking, and Catherine breaks a glass wine, a wine glass. A glass wine. <laughs> I'm doing a really bad job of explaining. No, you're doing a good job. Okay, thanks. Um, okay, hold on. Yeah, they're drinking and trying to celebrate the fact that Casey was able to resuscitate Catherine. But what Casey doesn't know is that Catherine, by the next morning, is going to be gone missing. And she pins the blame on Tom. Oh, Tom did this. So she, yeah. she's, she doesn't know that Len is in Catherine's body. Like, his soul. And he has taken over by the next morning. What Tom has done is Tom has realized that Catherine is not Catherine. So he hides her. And he posts on her social media. As you know, she's a well-known ex-supermodel. So people look out for those things. Like, what are people doing? How are they doing? All that stuff. Update. Yeah. So, Casey uses this opportunity to do a little digging, and the opportunity (laughs) I'm talking about is the fact that she got fired from her acting job on a show called, what, Shame and Tame? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, just some (laughs) detective actor, you know, little show. Yeah. But she channels that into her investigation pretty much and um let's see she partners up with Boone yes and tries to locate Catherine and remember she still think or they both think it is Tom Royce that has either kicked Catherine out of the house or has done something a lot worse than kicking her out. Because, yeah, and then well, they even, like, think Tom... They, like, try to conclude that Tom also killed those three other girls because, like, Wilma, yeah. you know, basically has information on those girls, but they don't know who did it. So they're trying to see if it was Tom who killed the three girls who Len actually killed back then and, you know, trying to see if he's going to do the same with Catherine. Yeah. And... They go through his house, and she finds a lot of clues that point to, yes, Tom is trying to kill Catherine, or already has. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Boone is an ex-cop, so he kind of does not approve of Catherine, or not Catherine, Casey doing this. Mm-hmm. The alcoholic. <laughs> Which, <laughs> the alcoholic. now that I mention that, I should probably also mention Casey is not a reliable narrator, so 
everybody that's reading from her point of view, like, we know just as much as she does. Exactly. Because she's, like, bottles in on bourbon. Yeah. Like, you know, she is swigging it down. <laughs> I think that's her favorite because I think that word bourbon has been said so many times in the oh book. Oh, my God. That's something I didn't like about his writing. I was just like, okay, we get it. She's drinking bourbon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, we get it. Um, so with that being said, she's under the influence the in- most of the time. And so he'll leave in little details that point to, oh, she might not remember this. But as the readers, we'll, we are able to point that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the morning that Catherine went missing, Casey, she's still drunk, probably hungover, sleeping in her little chair Mm -hmm. and she hears a scream, which wakes her up and Boone hears it too. And that's what made them partner up. Yeah. Go investigate. Just going back a little bit. Yeah. Um, but she is not sure if that was a scream of a human or if that was like an animal or some type of prey, Or if she just predator. dreamt it. Yeah, because she's under the influence the entire time. Um, basically, the supernatural thing. I can't describe why it happens or... or like the purpose behind why it even exists in the book, but it's a cool plot twist. I'll say, um, the Fitzgerald's house, which is part of like the neighborhood of Lake green Mm -hmm. is across from the Royce's house. I believe you have to get on a boat and go there. Yeah. But, um, one day Casey sees like a flashlight at night going through the, rummaging through the woods and she pulls out her binoculars and is spying and she thinks it's Tom. So she goes to see what all the flashlight and movement and what's going on in that area. So she goes and she discovers Tom and Catherine Royce or the body of Catherine Royce. And Tom is furious Mm -hmm. that Casey has found him because he doesn't know how to explain that Catherine is not Catherine. Catherine is really Len. Like people think he's crazy. Yeah. So... Casey's like, I don't believe you. And he's like, okay, fine. I need a moment with Catherine alone. And he, Tom told her, whatever you do, do not untie her, blah, blah, blah. So, basically, Casey then finds out that Catherine is possessed, in a way, by Len. And she's full of shame because right upstairs is Tom. How are you going to explain? Oh yeah. My husband's body is in Catherine. Not to mention, Oh, I killed my husband. Yeah. So but then he, she unties him. Yeah. 
was and like, they what escape. The? And Tom is left behind in the Fitzgerald house. <laughs> and she Casey takes Len or Catherine to back to Casey's house or mm-hmm. their previous house. Um and this is kind of like a parallel to the beginning of the book of the before part or no, not before but the now part. Yeah. Um so Casey ties up Lynn or Catherine. They're the same person at this point. Um ties her to a bed or him to the bed. <laughs> and to the basically bed. interrogates. Yeah. Basically interrogates Len. And Len has this mischievous look on his face and like he's just had this strive and passion for having full power over somebody and that was like the reasoning behind why he killed those three young women like Mm -hmm. oh it was so easy to do like i was able to do whatever i wanted but just so fucked up yeah yeah so bad what the yikes and so at this point Catherine is still drinking while interrogating him and the power goes out in the house. So she goes light. She goes away from the room. She lights up a bunch of candles and she goes back. But I think that's at that point he like went missing. Yeah. Like untied himself. Yeah. Um, which I was like, how many times is this going to (laughs) happen? Like Len Catherine escaping. I was like, Oh my God, that's something I didn't like. Eventually, they find him slash her, and Eli is there, too, and she, Casey decides to tell Eli everything, and tells him a plan to situate, or try to find a resolution to the situation basically. Yeah. But she goes around and does something differently because he, she knew that he would not approve of her actual plan, which was basically a murder suicide. Um, so she has like the Ziploc baggie with her phone inside so that it's still good to be used for evidence. Uh, when, the police shows up and finds Casey's dead body because they go out on the boat and the reasoning behind how Casey was able to even get Catherine slash Len on the boat to go with her was to like have a moment of privacy together. Mm-hmm. And with that moment, they're like making out or something, Right. Like, I don't know if it was making out, but, like, just sharing an intimate moment. Yeah, just to kind of, like, coerce. But she was basically trying to seduce him to kill him. Yeah, basically. And she has an anchor, and she's, like, holding down, so she's drowning drowning herself. And somehow, right, Len has completely taken over... Casey's body 
and Catherine is like herself now. She's still on the boat, but Casey yeah. has went in the water. They swapped. Basically, yeah, they <laughs> swapped some spit, and their souls got swapped. Not well. Casey was still in her body, but Len transferred from Catherine's body <laughs> to Casey's body when they kissed. And so she yes. has she has an anchor tied around or like crossed around her uh, chest, and she's sinking to the bottom of the lake, and she's trying to drown. She's like, basically, you're going down with me situation. Mm. Uh, but Len doesn't want to die, so he lets go of Casey. And then Catherine saves Casey, and Len is now back inside of Lake Green. At the doing whatever. The lake. <laughs> yeah. And he also admitted to where the girls were that he killed, and it was in, you know, the lake. And so yeah. that was kind of weird to me. What was weird? I don't know. Just like, oh, all three of the bodies are right there. Like, they've been there the whole time. I kind of didn't question it. Maybe I I was wrong to not. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like all of the... Like, this happened so fast. Like, he took forever in the beginning of the book, like, the author, and then all of a sudden at the end, boom. Like, one thing after another, no stopping, no hesitation. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, where is all this coming from? Maybe he was just like, I'm tired of still writing this book. Let me finish it off. <laughs> For real. Um, Catherine saves Casey. And they're headed back to Casey's house. Uh, Tom and Catherine are back together. And everything seems okay for the moment. Um, Casey talks to Detective Wilma, who's great friends with Boone, and apologizes for assuming that Boone had something to do with the death of Catherine or and the three others. Um, mm-hmm. And at this point, it seems like everything's cooled down a little bit. No more paranormal um, stuff. Yeah. But then Tom, who she first assumed was trying to harm and slowly kill Catherine Royce, which the reasoning behind Tom doing that is because Tom owns a tech company and it's not doing so well. So he wants to kind of kill Catherine slowly um, by slowly poisoning her and inherit all of her wealth from her modeling days. Yeah, because they basically, like, said that, well, like, she confessed that, like, basically, he has no money, it's all tied to that company, and she's the one who pays for everything. Yeah, the bills, the food, the groceries, yeah. car payments, insurance, health, probably yeah. everything. Um, Tom is still trying to kill Catherine and he searches out for Casey and targets her at the end of the book 
and tries to hurt her. Pause. Oh, shit. No, <laughs> it's every Saturday that I have a runny nose. Isn't that unfortunate? Very, very. Okay, going back. Um. So Tom is targeting Casey, and Casey is stuck in a position where she can't really call for help mm-hmm. without anybody hearing her because her phone dropped through the cracks of um, the back porch area mm-hmm. or the balcony, something like that. Um, and so Tom has this weapon, like a leg stand a leg yeah something weird so it's i would just like i picture a wooden bat kind of cut in half yeah like raw edges though mm-hmm. and he's swinging at her trying to hurt her trying to get rid of her because he, she almost did in the beginning by involving the police yeah so she's falling down the stairs she's slowly going into the lake he's still chasing kind of like Michael Myers. <laughs> She's just slowly running away and he's trying to get to her. Um, but eventually, Casey wins this fight. Mm-hmm. She, like, smashes something into his head, some type of glass piece. Yeah, like a bottle or something. Something like that. Yeah, a bottle or something. And it hits his skull and he's bleeding. And then the police arrive. Prior to the pre, the prior to when the police <laughs> arrived, this was when Casey sent a message via voicemail, I believe, to Detective Wilma, and says, "Hey, I think Tom Royce is still trying to kill Catherine." Yeah, he, because she's like, this is unfinished. Yeah, she still didn't get an update about that wine glass when they were drinking the day she. Casey saved Catherine. Mm-hmm. She still believed that there was poison in that. Not, yeah, poison. Because when she was um, spying on them with binoculars, she saw Catherine kind of freak out from something she read on the laptop. Which, when yeah. she went through the house, when she, like, basically trespassed <laughs> onto yes. their property, went through their house, rummaged through all their belongings... She read what was on the laptop, and it was, like, an article about how this poison slowly killed someone, and basically Tom was using that idea, mm-hmm. and Catherine found out. So, while that happened, Casey kind of put two and two together, and Detective Wilma, at the end, shows up. When Casey's almost dying and Tom is bleeding out. And they they go on about how to fix that situation. Which, he was arrested, right? Or he was dead. Yeah, I think he died, right? And then they talk about, like, um, Catherine and Casey being widowed. You know. Oh, yeah. 
And, like, that was, like, the big headline at the time. And Casey didn't start going to see help about her alcoholism, but she started getting better towards New Year. Mm -hmm. I think she was, like, a few months clean. Yeah. Or weeks, something like that. Something like that, yeah. But I don't, I don't understand the moral of the story. I don't think there really is. It's just kind of a story. Exactly. That, yeah. Just take it for what it is. It's just, but it's confusing to me because like, it's like the character development of Casey Fletcher. Like she went through all this traumatic stuff and now she's all better or trying to get better going to school, not school, (laughs) (laughs) going to some type of counseling with their alcoholism. She's now like in a relationship with Boone, which is weird still. Yeah. Um, Catherine and her are, like, inseparable. Besties. Because they both went through the same traumatic things. Yeah, I thought it was a weird... Like, resolution, I guess it makes sense. Like, okay, everybody's good now. But it's just, like... I felt like it was so rushed that I was, like, I couldn't fully appreciate it because I was constantly, like, uh, what's happening? What's happening now? Like, I don't know. But at least it was yeah. a good resolution. Yeah, like, a, like not a happy ending, but, like, everything's good now. Yeah. Like, they're moving on. Um, they better sell the like- house. <laughs> yeah, it it got too much history. No, yeah, that I if it's I think the book itself or the story on it, it's really good. I like mm-hmm. it. I like the plot twist. I don't like when things are predictable because then why would I want to read it? You know, like yeah, I like something sure. new. And this was definitely something new. I've never. Like, it reminds me of some movies that I may have seen, but I can't even put a finger on, like, what the movie was called. Uh-huh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never read a book like this. No, never. So, if you're into something new, kind of thriller, and then switching into a paranormal-slash-supernatural type of genre, this one's pretty good. I agree. Um, like, it's a quick, easy read, you know, easy to digest in a way. Like, it's a lot of information, but it's not, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, like, a fun little story you can read to, you know, get away for a little bit. Just pretend you're living some some other life. Yeah. I think it's a cool setting. Like, the idea of, like, someone spying through a glass house. Like, yeah. I've never thought of that, like, perspective. I've never thought I would read through a perspective like that, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, you can watch mm-hmm. a movie and be like, oh, okay, this girl is spying on this family or whatever. Yeah. But reading it, definitely a different form of appreciation that I never thought For I sure. would have. I was like, girl, put the binoculars down. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, what are you doing? Nah, I, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Like, I can't say I didn't. It's just, like, not my favorite book I've ever read, but it was good and... Full of plot twists. 
and I never expected that ending. Not at all. I thought it was just going to be some murdering, which there was, but no paranormal stuff. I was like, wait, what? I was, I was so shook. I definitely was thinking like, okay, why would this ending have this type of ending? But then I was, the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense because they never really concluded the reason or not the reason, but like, um, the results of that wine glass, like the substance mm-hmm. that was only until after, cause <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of I mean, spoiling, obviously. <laughs> so if you're in this far and you like our synopsis of it, um, there's going to be more every first Tuesday of the month. Um, and it'll be a surprise every time. Yeah. Yeah, because we're going to change up the genres. We're not just going to stick with, like, yeah. horror, paranormal, and ghost stories. There could be stuff. more to like, talk you know, about we could do any with genres, different so. genres of books. So it only makes sense that we switch it up. Because we don't want to be talking about the same stuff over and over. Yeah, right. 100%. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, follow our social medias, all linked in descriptions or whatever so you know just follow us stay updated and leave a comment of a book you want us to review so maybe you'll see that in the future bye guys